Jason Swain touchdown. Well, it's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whip him. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Get into his house and a red flag. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Glad to be with you this morning. It is Thursday, May the 18th, a few minutes past the top of the hour. Ben McKee, Go Vols 247. Jason Swain here. I'm live from the Low T Center studio. Ben McKee, backwards fitted. No. Back with the cap, ready for the weekend, kind of. Ben, what a morning, huh? What a morning. Good morning. Have a good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Still drying off from uh, Tuesday, but I'm good. <laughs> Maybe next time you don't leave your raincoat, then you'll be all right. So that's that's what we doing with baseball. We just we just gonna go out there and just. Uh, Wait around. We're going to wait more than actually watching the game being played. We're just going to wait on the rain to just go away before we play again. That's what we're doing. Yep. Welcome to the beautiful sport of baseball. <laughs> now, football, hey, it's it's no different when you have a day like that. But my goodness. And it wasn't even necessarily the rain. Yes, there was a big rainstorm that came through, but the, the lightning was the big issue. Yeah. That is, man, it's not fun. That's two games in a row where you're just sit, sitting there and whew, it, it, it's not fun. It, it makes for a, a long afternoon and evening. Uh, Sunday's 10 nothing loss to Kentucky was not fun after I believe it was a one hour and 55 minute weather delay. It, and, and then Tennessee got their butts kicked. Uh, and, and it wasn't even necessarily the fact that Tennessee got its butt kicked. It's it's the fact that the game was boring as all get out uh, on top of the rain delay on Mother's Day, nonetheless. Uh, and then kind of same with, with Tuesday. Tennessee won, but midweek game, by the time the game actually got going, nobody was really in the in the stands except for, for family members of the players. My bad. Had to go. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't blame you. It, it wasn't fun. The game was supposed to be at six thirty, uh, gets moved up to to five o'clock, and then five o'clock gets pushed back to five thirty, and then five thirty gets pushed back to five fifty five. Then we get two innings in, and then there's an hour and twenty seven minute weather delay, and and then midweek baseball ensued, and and midweek baseball already drags on as is because all of these coaches want to get their pitchers work before the weekend to to have them nice and fresh and. You certainly understand why they are doing that. If I was a coach, I would do the same thing. But in terms of uh, making it entertaining and an appealing baseball game to sit through, it it, it does not do that. Uh, but I, I do appreciate Tony Vitello. Uh, th- there, there were six SEC games that were canceled, Swain, because, and this has become a trend here the last couple of years in college baseball. You saw it a lot last year and, and it was a loud conversation. I, I didn't really see much talk about it this season, but teams canceling games, those midweek games, the final one before the end of the regular season, because they don't want to lose and have that midweek game affect their RPI. And if you're a bubble team trying to get into the NCAA tournament, technically it could be what gets you booted from the tournament so teams are canceling games and and a team like Tennessee honestly had motivation to cancel its game uh, because losing to a a Belmont would hurt the RPI and and really could be the difference in Tennessee hosting or not hosting Uh, but Tony Vitello is pro playing baseball he 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 thinks that he owes it to his players because of uh, what all they ask them to do throughout the week in practice and, and in the weight room and uh, the best way to develop these guys, which he said is the most important thing that they're doing, is to let them play baseball. Uh, so it, it may not be the best entertaining product, these these midweek baseball games at times, but they're getting valuable at-bats. That that bottom of the eighth inning right before they called it because it, it was 10 o'clock, 
Uh, Reese Chapman, a freshman who has a big future ahead of himself at Tennessee, got in at bat. So uh, Tony Vitello wants uh, those players to to get at bats and, and continue to develop. So I I, I tip my hat to him. Uh, a lot of teams uh, around the country cancel games because they're scared of what it will do to their RPI and and Tony Vitello doesn't really care because he thinks he he owes it to his players to 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 go play. No, I respect that. And this I mean, it's difficult, man. You get yourself mentally prepared, physically prepared. You're warming up, getting ready to play, and then boom, you have to sit for 45 minutes, an hour and a half, and then you have to get yourself warmed back up to go out there and and perform. And so that's that's not easy. I went through one weather delay that was similar. And it wasn't even as bad as Tuesday. And that was my senior year against against Marshall, where we were warming up, ready to go. Then we had to go back inside with the weather delay. And it was it was different. It was different, man. We are creatures of habit. And so anytime there's a kind of a wrench thrown into your routine, you gotta be able to adjust. And so I, I applaud Tony Fadello for playing the game. I just wasn't going to sit around, especially with my two youngest ones, man. Uh, Daddy, this is boring. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It It is. It, it's not meant for for little kids. Uh, it, it's not. I told you to go to the house. I said, <laughs> I, I was honestly surprised that they, they played. Um, I, I told you that I, I didn't think that they were going to play uh, because it didn't sound like there was going to be a let up if I know I always know that if if the game can be played like if there's going to be a break in the weather Tony Vitello will absolutely not cancel a baseball game um but it, it just did not seem like there's going to be a break in in the weather we had that big monsoon come through for about 10-15 minutes uh and and terrorize the porches out in left field tents were everywhere uh and and all mashed up against one another uh, but then I thought there was supposed to be another storm coming through as as well. So I didn't think they were going to play baseball, um, but they, they got it in. And, you know, it was also senior day and, and you were honoring some seniors and, and trying to get some guys that don't usually play like an Ethan Payne or a, a Logan Chambers. You're, you're trying to get them at bats. It's possibly their their final game ever at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. And and even a guy like Griffin Merritt. Like it's his final game at Lindsey Nelson Stadium because he's a, a graduate transfer. So you 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 do want to give them as as much time as they can they can get as much playing time as as they can receive. Dude, we get there a little bit early because usually when I pick my kids up from school, we go home. They want a snack, so we get home. I'm like, listen, we ain't got time for all that. The game starts at five. We'll get a snack at the ballpark. So we get there a little bit early, and we get them a snack. They want it, you know, Petros. And so I got them Petros, uh, got them a little hot dog and some other snacks, whatever. And then it was the first wave, a little little thunderstorm. It was like five or ten minutes. It wasn't that bad. But we were sitting up under that big old tent um, down the third, first baseline over there, that area. And, um, <laughs> man... Food got wet. I had to put my jacket over the food. Oh my goodness! How muggy was it? Because it was muggy sitting up in the press box. I I can only imagine what it was like down on the concourse and under the tents and everybody huddling together. No, nah, it wasn't that bad now compared to where you were sitting because you know it's tight up there Ooh. where you are, and so you muggy. got you got some of your. I was sweating in places I didn't know I could sweat. Yeah, you got some of those mouth breathers over there in the media. You know, y'all over some. there. <laughs> y'all y'all over there. Uh, steaming up the window, y'all so tight <laughs> that smaller area. So I, like sardines. I know you was hurting, man. But now we have the I fresh was air. Hurting, <laughs> we have the fresh air. But because it's uh, not just the media members either that get stuck up there. All of the event staff, like the the games that they do in between innings, all the people <laughs> that are involved, and all the student interns that are interning during the game yeah. and all the student journalists that get stuck in those tents on the concourse, everybody makes their way up to the press box that has zero size to begin with. And it, it's, it's misery. It, it's what it is. It, it is absolute misery. Get it. I get it. I get it, man. I get it. But Hey, got the dub. It's all that matters. All right. We got some things to get to today. Cause yesterday was a huge announcement for the university of Tennessee. 
for Knoxville, Tennessee, not just the university, but it's going to affect the university in a big time way, in a positive way. Um, Danny White told y'all, didn't he? he? He told y'all when he first got here. And I think a lot of people just didn't believe it and didn't know to what extent that he was going to to do things and modernize things. And I'll be honest, I didn't really know or understand either because we have seen and heard new ADs come in here and talk about what they're going to do, talk about how they had a level of expertise and go out and hire a Donnie Tindall without even vetting him. We've heard all that stuff before. We have. We've seen ADs come in here and hire coaches that didn't deserve to be coaches and go out there and lose games. We've heard it. And so we're like, oh, okay, all right, Danny. We, we'll, we'll, we'll see what you're going to do. And then he goes out, hired, hires Hypel, and there was some groaning. But when you look at the resume of what Hypel did, you're like, I mean, I mean, hey, he's more accomplished than any head coach that we've hired in the last couple of years since Johnny Major. So you might as well just go ahead and wait and see what he's going to do. And he's bringing, he's bringing a dang good offense. So how about we just chill and wait? And then Danny White did, did the forbidden thing. He had the nerve to tell fans to stop being so damn negative and told fans to just text a friend. Oh, hell no. Danny White just did not tell me to be negative. If I want to be negative, I'm going to be negative. This dude don't know what he's talking about. He just told me not to be so negative. How dare he? Yeah, and I remember that bit. I was like, yeah, we we tripping over this that much? How about we just wait and chill and see what he's going to do? But since that point, y'all, y'all, Danny White hasn't missed. And that wasn't even a miss. Some folks just sensitive. But Danny White has not missed, y'all. He missed. Now, he don't need to look over to the dugout before hitting a home run like Aaron Judge, but, I mean, he he just does not miss. Did you see the home run that Aaron Judge hit the next night to win the game? No, I did not. And, and I don't and, and he, think he cheated. And he did not anymore. peep into the dugout? Yeah, I don't before, think he cheated. I'm just messing with you. Before the home run. No, no, no. You're going to hear me rant for five seconds. Go for it. Go and for then, it. And then did you see the Blue Jays pitcher uh, come out the next day and say that he was tipping pitches? Did, did, did you see that, Swain? So the Blue Jays and Sorry. their little fat boy manager, he can shut his pie hole mouth up, that meat stick. That's what I got to say about that, okay? Okay. And you keep Aaron Judge out your mouth, okay? It was a, it was a compliment. It was a compliment. It wasn't shaved, bit. Calm down. You, you were accusing him of cheating is no, what I you didn't. were doing. No, I didn't. About I didn't say he, I didn't into the dugout. I didn't think you, he cheated. Like all these other anti-Yankees I didn't people. think he cheated. I'm not anti-Yankees. I'm mm-hmm. not anti-Yankees. Try to get me riled up, and it worked. I don't appreciate it on this Thursday morning. Listen here. All I'm trying to say is Danny White has not missed since he's been here. I'm and already on edge about John Morant. I don't know. I don't need you to I don't need you to throw Aaron Judge in too. My two like, favorite players, like which I've rescinded my favorite player status on on John Morant. Uh, I've got a John Morant magazine cover that is really, really cool that unfortunately I'm probably gonna have to take down. No, you're not. Um, no, you can keep that up. He's a human. You gotta ride yeah. with John Morant. That's your that's your guy. You gotta ride with him. You gotta ride with him. Stop. I mean, yes and no. Like he, did, I'm not saying he should be written off and and never seen from or heard from a, again. But like I I don't condone his behavior, so I'm not gonna it. prop him up in my own house if I don't condone or agree with his behavior. I get it. I get it. Knox Knox won't know. By the time Knox get old enough to realize who he is, but job is you're right. He'll be, he'll be you're, good you're right, Swain. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. If you have a Point that you'd like to finish, but I, I and I can go into this if if go for it, you go do for finish. Go, but go for it. How can you say he's not the best athletic director in the country? Mm-hmm. He's got to be in the top five because all of the, what are the three main things that an athletic director has to do? They got to hire coaches. They have to raise money, mm-hmm. and I think in today's age, I I think this is kind of a, a new one that's popped up. You have to be innovative yeah. in, in today's world and with how comfortable and easy it is to stay at home and, and watch things on television, uh, especially with how expensive it is to travel because of hotel and, and gas and uh, the, the money that comes with the food and, and you get somewhere and, and you, you got to buy the apparel and uh, that ticket prices. We, we haven't even brought that up. Uh, and then like a lot of us are willing to, to go through 
sitting on one butt cheek on a on a seat to watch Tennessee play. But it's not the most comfortable situation <laughs> to watch them play. It's more comfortable to sit on the couch. So, like with all these new age technologies popping it up, popping up, and, and making it easier to to watch things from the house, like you have to be innovative to to get people to your campus to to watch games. And Danny White is elite in all three of those categories. He's elite at raising money. He is elite at being an innovator and trying to think outside of the box and come up with great ideas. And we've only really seen it with Josh Heupel, but he's elite at hiring coaches. His track record at Buffalo and and UCF speaks to that. So I, I don't know how you can de- definitively say this AD or that AD is the best in America, but in terms of what ADs are asked to do, I, I think it, it's hard-pressed to find somebody – better at their job than Danny White. So I've hosted the UT alumni tailgate before home games for last couple of years. And in doing so, I've been able to spend time with, with Chancellor Plowman and talk to her. Uh, the Texas game this year, uh, I got a chance to be in the alumni um, box there. And Got a chance to talk to Chancellor Plowman for a little bit. She's a listener and husband's a listener of Josh Swain. We appreciate you, Chancellor Plowman. We appreciate you. Um, but I asked her about Danny White. And she was like, listen, I was trying to hire the best. And that's what she felt like she did. And I see what she sees. Yo, and I need to lay down some context because people are probably listening. Like, What are y'all talking about? Tennessee Athletics announces vision for Neyland Entertainment District. This is on 247 Sports. Um, Tennessee Athletics is looking to improve the area surrounding Neyland Stadium in hopes of making it a year-round destination. On yesterday, Danny White uh, tweeted out plans and the idea of the tabletop development of the existing G10 parking garage and to support additional tailgating restaurants, retail and family friendly entertainment activities. You don't do this unless you have the backing of school president, Randy Boyd. We know what he's doing to upgrade the city of Knoxville with the Smokies, the chancellor, you don't do these things without having clear vision and clear alignment from your superiors. And that's what Danny White has with Chancellor Plowman and Randy Boyd. I'm still reaching out for more details on this. Um, it, it hit yesterday. I'm just going by the statement and the information that's available. The athletic department has issued a formal request of information to gauge input and interest from developers, which aims to understand the feasibility of the Dillon Entertainment District. Now, yesterday it was announced, uh, Pete Thamble put it out, and he said that this could be one of its kind in college athletics. The only one is doing it. Boy, you should have saw Florida State fans all up in and, the mention. And, and Iowa State fans. Oh, you should have you saw them. You should have saw all up in the mentions. Wait a minute. One of its kind, oh, you you need you, look at what we have. And like I saw some of the replies to those replies were like, well, this is this is on campus. What you guys have down there is technically off campus. So this would be on campus. This is big time. And we know how special Neon Stadium is. We know how cool it is that's right there by the river. One of only a few stadiums in college football that can that can say that, where you can actually transport to the game via boat. So why not use that to your advantage? And that's what we are doing. Oh man, I don't know when it's going to be out. Hopefully, I'll have too many gray hairs <laughs> to be able to experience this and have a good time. And my kids are not, you know, too grown before a chance to see this. Uh, but I'm excited about the. Uh, about the vision, and uh, we do have to take a break. 
So we'll we'll take our first break and then shout out to a couple shows yesterday around the southeast as I was a guest on WNSP and Mobiles on the final drive. Everybody want to talk about Tennessee, man. Everybody wants to talk about Tennessee. They want to talk about Tennessee. Eleven and two, couple guys drafted. Can Tennessee do it again? Because a lot of people want to see Tennessee fall after having a great season last year. So a lot of conversation about Tennessee. And then yesterday around 5 o'clock, I was on the Feinbaum show. And the conversation was about, all right, how many wins? How many wins? How do we know in May? But it's always fun to talk about at this time of the year. And so that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. This is that time of the year. So we're going to do it. Do I expect 11 wins? No. But I'm not expecting a drop-off. Not a huge drop-off. Not a drop-off off the cliff. Ben McKee, Go Falls 247. Jason Swain, I'm live here in the Low T Center studio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. by Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant, Dead End Barbecue. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go, Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the Top 100 Barbecue Restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. All right, Swain Event is back. Enjoy these quick breaks. <laughs> Enjoy these quick breaks. Now, yeah, we're basically starting all over, Swain Event. That's all good, man. We can do it once, we can do it uh, again, and we will, thanks to our great listeners. And we always bring you that, that fire. I mean, it is what it is. We're not trying to be cocky, not trying to be arrogant. But we put a lot into what we do. You're gonna get that passion. That's what we're gonna do. You're gonna get that. Today's no different. Let's go to the phones right quick, and then we gotta get into the conversation about what this team's going to do, what this team can do, and what to to expect. Since he got some commitments in the last couple of days, in addition to the 2023 class. But first. Let's get to the phones and let's bring in Turkey Man. And Turkey Man, last time we was hovering. We was hovering. We didn't land that plane, Turkey Man. No. <laughs> we didn't land that plane, Turkey Man. We got to land that plane today. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. <laughs> hey, I just want to tell you how much I enjoy seeing you guys. And, and I'm glad that you're getting uh, recognized. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I'm anxious to hear what your prediction is because I think it's going to depend a lot on uh, offensive line and uh, QB. I think we'll see an improvement in defense. But I'll land the plane and uh, good to talk to you guys. Hey, uh, give give me a call, Ben, if you can. I need to talk to you. He's like off the air sometime. All right. I I'll will, see you later. I will do that, Turkey Man. All right. All right. All right. Appreciate it, Turkey later. Man. Bye bye. 15 and 0. 
I mean, that's what I was saying. That's my if you, prediction. If you did not see Fine Bomb last night or yesterday, I did not evening, on purpose. Dang, the shade from Ben McKee. If you did not see Fine Bomb last night, then you would not know that I did say 15 and 0. No, I'm just kidding. I'm more than nine win reign right now. I think that's a, a pretty fair number. Considering that you lost a Heisman Trophy favorite at one point, a top 10 pick at right tackle in Darnell Wright. I mean, I think that's pretty fair. Now, losing Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman, to me, are not as big of blows as losing a tackle in your quarterback. Throw in losing Barry Young and all the other players that were picked up free agency. I mean, Prince Defant was a really good player for us, very versatile. But you have to account for some of those departures. Like, you just can't lose good players like that in Josh Heupel's second season and just assume that next year is going to be the same in May. It may be the same, but I ain't ready to say it today. In May. I'm not ready to say it. But we have to understand we have a system offensively. We have a system offensively that produces points and can take players that may not be able to make a huge impact offensively in other offensive systems. But we can take them, and we can get production from them. And some of it is the system, and some of it is, hey, the culture, the coaching. We saw what Josh Heupel did in his first season, taking a group of guys that the year before barely averaged 20-something points per game. And then you had almost 30 guys leave for the portal. We're not stupid. We can remember that. We saw what happened when Heupel took that group and went out and had a chance to win eight games if it wasn't for referee forgetting the rules in the in the New City Bowl versus Purdue. We could have blocked it better. Could have executed better. Don't but, forget about Brock now. Brock had an all-time game. I don't want to talk about Brock. I don't want to talk about Brock. But we had a chance to win eight games, and many people thought we were going to win just four games or maybe five games that season. And then we come back last season, and Turkey Man made a point about the offensive line. We win 11 games, and offensive line is the reason why we were able to do that because they exceeded, I think, a lot of people's expectations, including my own, of what the offensive line was going to be able to do holding up in the SEC and keeping Henry Hooker safe. Did that for the most part. The injury was a non-contact injury, but he did get beat up against the Florida Gators. But anyway. Offensive line was great. I think they were the big reason why Tennessee was able to be successful. So you lose some of those players. Typically, when you lose players like that in other systems offensively, especially these guys that we lost on offense, there's a bigger drop-off because you put so much weight on their talent. Well, in this case, remember, the system is damn good which allows you to have success with some guys who may not be able to be as successful in other systems because we don't have to rely solely 100% on your ability. There's a little bit of strategy involved. What do I mean? Well, the reason why guys are wanting wide open versus Kentucky in the last two years that we played them, that was strategy. But you got to be fast to get in those holes trash. too. Huh? Because they're trash. That's bad. I'm kidding. But you got to be fast to be able to run into those holes and get to those spots of where you need to be. So there's both. There's strategic strategic three. There is talent and scheme all involved. So during the NFL draft ban, folks couldn't wrap their heads around this offense because it couldn't be both to 
some people. It had to be, well, it's just Josh Heifel system. It's not the players. It's just not that good. It's just overhyped. It couldn't be both. It had to be one or the other. And I'm telling you, it's it's both. It's both. So, I look at this offense that's coming up, Ben. You still got dudes and wide receivers that can run. You still got dudes and wide receivers that can catch. I think the receiver's going to be pretty productive as a group. Yes, Ben. How good do you think Dante Thornton is going to be? And do you agree with my thought? I don't think I've shared this with you. And I I need to issue a public apology to Ramel Keaton. I wrote him off prior to last season, prior to the Swain event ending. Uh, he he kind of became a, a laughing point you don't have on to the show. You don't have to apologize. Well, I, I mean, I, I wrote him off. I, I'm not apologize, but I will admit that I was very wrong about Ramel Keaton, I, I believe. And I, I think that he's going to prove to maybe be Tennessee's most consistent wide receiver this season uh, and possibly get himself drafted. Maybe, maybe not in the Cedric Tillman or, or Jalen Hyatt range, but maybe late in the draft. So your, your thoughts on what, were you what you've about? heard about Dante Thornton so far and, and Ramel Keaton? What, what were you wrong about? What did you say? Did you Did you say that you don't think he's going to be good? You don't. You don't remember the the running jokes, me messing with you about they've got Ramel Keaton, Ramel Keaton's back for another year. Yeah, Ramel yeah. Keaton's running running with the starters in, in practice. You don't remember me picking at you about that, no, I, I, and, and, and you shrugging me off. I remember, but I think, that, but I think it's, that, I was I was low key throwing shade at him because I, I didn't think he was ever going to contribute. But it was fair though. It was, but. I, I'm, I'm not necessarily apologizing. I'm giving him his flowers Good. Is, is more so what I'm doing because he had a, a really nice season last year. So, like, one of my pet peeves about sports conversations when, when it pertains to, like, a player's development from one year to the next is, like, we'll have a take from one year based on what we've seen from that player. If the player hasn't made enough plays, we'll say, man, we don't know if that player's going to make plays in the future because he hasn't made plays so far. And then the next year that player will make plays. And then the audience is like, Oh man, you was wrong. You was wrong. Oh, no. He didn't make plays in this year. That's where we got our information from. In between the, the year of not making plays and the year of making plays, guess what happened? He got better. That that happens. That's okay. That's what happened with Cedric Tillman. Because remember, Hypo's first season, we were having the same conversation about what receivers would ball out. And remember, Valus Jones had a strong finish to his career, his uh, the German Pruitt era. Remember the Vanderbilt game? And we're like, man, speed, you know, the the, the, the experience. Goodness gracious, he's been in college for seven years, not longer than Stetson Bennett, but I mean, he's been in long in college a long time. We're like, well, it's probably going to be Valus Jones based on what we have seen so far from Valus. And Valus graduated, by the way. Yeah. So like. Going into Hypo's first season, I remember we were like, man, Vegas is probably going to be the most productive receiver based on what we have we had seen. We saw one catch from Tillman the previous year, and that was a catch against Texas AM. But who was the best receiver that year in Hypo's first season? It was Cedric Tillman. Why? Why was that, Ben? Because the dude put in work that summer. Did we see all the work that he put in? Were we at the complex every day? No but he put the work in and then he was the best receiver that following year. And I'm bringing that up to highlight Ramel Keaton. Now, no one is outworking Ramel Keaton right now. Really? Nobody. I love it. Nobody's outworking Ramel Keaton right now. Um, Last time I was in the indoor facility, it was for the big orange caravan. I was waiting to, to talk to Rick Barnes, it, which is funny. If you go back and find whoever posted videos of the interviews with Josh Heupel, Kelly Harper, 
uh, and, and Rick Barnes, you can see in the background, there are two guys on the jugs machine, Ramel Keaton and Dante Thornton. I got, I got a story for you too. I was in the complex the day before the NFL draft on a Wednesday. And I was walking in, in the indoor and I saw one dude in the complex working on the jug machine, working on catching the deep ball in the corner of the end zone. And that player was Ramel Keaton. And I got eyes and ears. So I asked who's working, who's putting in work. Ramel Keaton. No one is out working Ramel Keaton. Right? I love it. But it goes back to how sometimes as fans, we don't allow players to develop. Ramel was a sophomore during that time when we were questioning whether or not he was going to take the next step. Well, last year, he was a junior. This year, he's a senior. So he had to mentally mature as a player, and that and that happens. So give yourself some grace. Nobody was wrong if they thought that Rebel Keaton wasn't going to be a big contributor last year because you didn't see that in his sophomore year. And Ramel put the work in to have the confidence and also to have the confidence from his quarterbacks in him because he put that work in. When, you, when you're a quarterback and you walk in the complex and you see a dude named Ramel Keaton in there putting in work, you're going to throw it to him. You're going to give him more opportunities. And that's what happened this past this past year. And Vermeil showed up. Like everyone looks at the the Florida game, and that's like the catch. That's the biggest play because it was a great catch. It was a diving play uh, that really turned the game around. But there was a third down against Alabama, and Vermeil caught the ball. Probably was like a comeback or or curl, but he was on the outside. He tight turned, got north and south, made a guy miss, and picked up the third down. The throw was underneath the chains. And that play, for me, was just as big as his Florida catch. Just as big. And then the Clemson game. The double move, wide open. Like, Romeo's been doing his thing. And he's quiet, he's soft-spoken, he just goes to work. He just goes to work, man. And remember, Swain, September 28th, I tweeted out a quote that he had. And I remember coming on on the Thursday night edition of the Swain event and and giving him his flowers. Um, and it was more a part of the show than anything else, just kind of me picking at you like I always do. And that's more so what I was referencing. No, than, I know. I know. Than like saying sorry, because we're all, all going to get things wrong. And, and you're spot on. Like we were. We were not expecting anything from Ramel Keaton because he needed to get better. We were not expecting any, anything from Cedric Tillman. Like you said, we also weren't expecting anything from Jalen Hyatt because Jalen Hyatt had to change up how he was going about his business. Uh, we we weren't expecting anything from Joe Milton last year, really, because he, he needed to kind of go prove it and, and get better as well. But I remember having a conversation on, on one of those Thursday night editions of the Swain event at the end of September about Ramel Keaton and, and me kind of giving him some early flowers for this quote because it courage may be a strong word to use, um, but the the confidence I guess to, to be willing to to share this and admit this publicly when he said he was asked why he did not transfer when he wasn't playing much and he said I wasn't working as hard as I could have been working so I couldn't have been mad about my situation I had to reevaluate what I was doing and get to work. And again, courage may be a, a strong word no, to that, use, that, but that, but that is courage. It, it takes some gumption to, to admit that publicly. Yeah, it's a different it, level of courage. Like when we when we hear yes. courage, we automatically go to soldiers Serving that are fighting for our country. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's like the highest level of courage. But there's different levels of courage. Yes, and that was I thought I think a a example of of courage on a on a lower level. Yes. Sure. You didn't have to put yourself out there like that. Like you, you could have, yep. you could have gone about your business without telling on yourself exactly. to a certain extent. So yep. it takes exactly. like a lot of gumption yep. to to come out and, and be willing 
to to acknowledge that publicly. Uh, he, I mean, he was a big four-star receiver coming out of high school at, at Marietta, and there were a lot of expectations placed on him. And then it it didn't start out the way that that it that Tennessee fans had hoped, and and probably the way that he had had hoped. And and remember, he opted out of of the end of that 2020 season as well. He he's a guy that opted out at, at one point, and kind of at that point, you you thought he was gonna. Uh, transfer because it wasn't going the way that that you thought it was going to go. So, uh, for for him to turn around his career and not blame everybody else, there, there's so many people, not just athletes, not just young athletes. There's so many people in today's society that blame others when when something's not going well for them. They they look at everybody else's situation, they compare their situation to everybody else's situation, and, and they think it's other people. The, the reason that they're not su- su- succeeding and they're not willing to come out and, and look look at themselves in the mirror and maybe look at themselves and say, well, maybe it's something that I'm doing. So uh, just knowing how society is kind of formed these days for, for Romel to come out and, and be willing to to put himself on front street when he doesn't have to, I, I, I gained a lot of respect for him that day. Uh, and, and just by the way, he's gone about his business and, and worked the last two years uh, I've I've gained so much respect for him, and, and I can't wait to watch him play football yeah. th- this fall because of the work that he is putting in. And and I really believe he's he's going to have a terrific year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he I think he's probably going to prove to be Tennessee's most consistent receiver, and I think he's going to get himself drafted. Yeah, I think him and Brew are going to be consistent. And um, Ramel, he got some flowers coming. He got some more flowers coming. You guys are going to see it, but um, R- Romel is one of the most respected dudes in that locker room. So he got some more flowers on the way, and I know he's getting it getting it from us this morning. But if if you are a fan and you see a player early in their career and they're not applying themselves and they're not, they're not making plays, don't don't feel wrong for not believing that they're going to make plays the next year. You you believe it when you see it. Simple as that. And Jalen Hyatt, your point, Jalen Hyatt. Now, we did know of the work that he was putting in last summer, coming off the rough season, first year on the hypo, where he was a star, and then he got he got set out, catching over ten thousand balls during the summer. Had an idea like, all right, man, hey, he he might ball out. I mean, it, if his season matches with his work, he might ball out, and. He did. The more little story. Can't hide hard work. If you put the work in, the results will follow most most cases. So, and Jalen's another guy that had to recalibrate his thinking you're right about as that. well. You're right about that. He, he had to look at himself in the mirror, just like Ramel Keaton had to do. And Jalen's talked about it publicly as well. So good for them. I'm, I'm excited to see what Jalen Hyatt can do with the Giants and, and in the NFL. Um, and, and again, I, I can't wait to watch Mel Keaton play football this fall. What about Dante Thornton? What, what's your early impressions on, on him? Sounds like he's going to be another speed demon. Yeah, I got some, I got some early impressions on him. Um, but I'm going to have to give it to you on the other side of the break. That's what I'm going to have to do. Dante Thornton didn't see him during the spring game, but I've, I've heard already, some, some high praise on him. And I don't want to make this a whole wide receiver show uh, because to open the segment, the conversation was about, all right, where, where's Tennessee going to go? Like, what's a fair expectation on the win-loss record? And I'm in, I'm at nine wins. I'm at nine wins right now. But replacing guys who were productive for you last year is a big part of the prediction. So that's why we have been in by receiver because he lost two dudes at that position to the NFL. 865-255-03. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Stay with us. Looking for a different way to enjoy the show? Yes! Then check out Swain Event TV on YouTube. 
Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Hey there, Swain Event crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're in everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Go Vols! Live here from the Low T Center Studio, it is the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Ben McKee, Go Balls 247. Alongside, good to be with you today. If you miss any part of the show, you can always go back and hit up the podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast. If you want to view the show, you can do that on YouTube. We would love it if you hit that subscribe button. You can, you can watch the show on Facebook Live, Twitter, Twitch, wherever you like to watch your videos. Try to be there for, for your convenience. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. The conversation... It's been about testosterone. You've seen the commercials on TV. You've heard the radio ads. Make sure you do your own homework, folks. And when you do that, you'll see that Low T Center, they are a leader in men's wellness. They specialize in men's wellness. And they check all of your levels, not just your testosterone. They check your thyroid. They check sleep apnea. Uh, the annual health assessment is very, very important to make sure that we're not missing anything, that we can... See what's going on with your prostate levels, your, your thyroid, your liver, and your kidney function, your cholesterol, your glucose levels, and other things. Men, we don't like going to the doctor. We like to ignore things, the warning signs. It doesn't make you less of a man. It doesn't make you less tough. When you're not feeling yourself, go, go find out why. Energy not where it needs to be mental clarity is not where it needs to be libido is not where it needs to be you may have low t guys so make sure go to the low t center go to the website find the nearest location for you they got affordable and convenient options for treatment monitor self-inject treatments and they ship it right to you so you don't have to go to the center each and every week very very convenient very simple it's where i go get my levels checked that's low t center low t center.com Reinventing men's health care. So you asked about Dante Thornton. Transfer received from Oregon. When I hear pro guy, that's all I need to hear. Pro guy. He's a guy that's going to play the next level. What else you need to hear, Ben? <laughs> what, what, what else you need to hear? He's a, he's a pro guy. He's 6'2". He can run. Uh, his athletic did not participate during the spring game. Trying to take care of him, but he's a he's a pro guy. John Campbell on offensive line, he's gonna be he's a pro guy. He may be a one year guy. He goes to the next level after this year, but he's a pro guy, and I expect production from him because you're not really supposed to be that big and that athletic and that fast that wide receiver, and he is. So I expect him to be used to the best of his abilities. I just do. But Don Wins, for me, is where I'm, I have the baseline at. Of course, you got Georgia. That's going to be a tough one at home. But it's at home. You got Alabama. That's going to be on the road. But as a Tennessee fan, it's hard not to feel look confident about their quarterback situation. But y'all got to understand something. <laughs> y'all know those Bama players and coaches are going to be fired up, don't you? Every day on Twitter, I see something about 52 to 49. <laughs> and the fans. <laughs> Every day I see it. And I love it. I think it's hilarious. But you know Bama going to be ready to go. Those players remember the end of that game and how it felt when we stormed the field. 
Everybody's making fun of them. They remember that. And the players before them didn't lose to Tennessee. So, you know, they feel ashamed that the Alabama Letterman of the last 10 years probably looked down on them. So they'll be ready to play. I don't know how well they'll play because I don't know what's going on with the quarterback position. But that's going to be a tough game. AM's going to come in here. The talent is right there with Alabama. The talent is there. But offensively, will they be able to put up points? I don't know. First year of Mike Petrino and Jimbo Fisher together. South Carolina, I don't think they're going to be as good as last year. But they beat us last year, so you got to take them serious. So there's a couple games, give or take, where you could go, what, 9-3? and three? Or you could go 10-2? and two? Or you could go 8-4? and four? These records really come down to a few plays, like it did last year. I mean, the Pittsburgh game, I was – that was touch and go, man. That Pittsburgh game was touch and go. Florida was touch and go. Dude, that that if if that bomb would have been completed and they would have scored, that that would have been the game. It got yes. <laughs> it was real touch and go at the end. That could have been an L if we were not careful. Remember, and don't act like it hasn't happened before because Florida at their place had a couple of walk-off touchdowns and, and beat us there in 2015. And 17. I was trying to leave out 17, but yeah. I was at that 17 game. One of the worst games I've ever been to in my life. And 17. Yeah, and 17. So. The 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 JG hasn't taken snaps under center game. <sighs> so, yeah. <laughs> at least it it is more, I don't know if enjoyable is the right word, but you, you can kind of look back on some of the absurdness of the Butch Jones era uh, after this past football season, uh, after this season of success. It's a little bit easier to to look back and, and laugh on, on all of Butch's shortcomings. Pun intended. Pun intended. No, I, I agree with you. I, I'm I'm thinking nine win range as well in terms of expectations. I don't re- really remember a time in, in my young adult life of, of following SEC football where there were so many question marks around the league. There, there, it seems like there's so many question marks this offseason. And, and I realize offseason is talking season. And, and you, you talk about the, the concerns of, of this team and, and every team, every fan base thinks that their team is is going 10 and 2 and and going to Atlanta. Like I I realize that and SEC media days here in 2 months, the the crew is going to be up there giving their thoughts on what could potentially slip teams up and what could potentially get teams over the hump, but I mean, you just look at it from top to bottom and, and there's so many question marks. I mean, with Georgia, who's playing quarterback for them? Mhm. And are are they going to be able to get the job done? Alabama, you just said it. Who's playing quarterback for them? And, and then also, like, everything around the quarterback position last year for Alabama wasn't what it was in years past. It, it was with Jameer Gibbs and, and Will Anderson, but, I mean, it, it was like a three-man team for Alabama last year with Bryce Young, Will Anderson, and, and Jameer Gibbs. And that's not really something that we're used to seeing uh, under Nick Saban's Crimson Tide. And uh, Texas A&M. That's a huge question mark. You, you know, AM has a ton of talent, but boy, does Jimbo Fisher love dysfunction. And adding Bobby Petrino, is is that going to be something that turns around that offense? Uh, Kentucky, South Carolina, I, I do think that those two teams will be better this year. Uh, South Carolina is recruiting too well, both in the portal and out of high school. To, to not be better. I just don't know how much better they're going to be. I, I still think Tennessee will be a better football team, and, and I think Tennessee will win that game in Neyland Stadium. But it also would not be surprising to, to see South Carolina come in and, and beat Tennessee because, I, again, I think they've accumulated a, a nice amount of talent. And everybody knows that that I'm not afraid to admit that I've been high on Mark Stoops and, and what he's done at Kentucky the, the last decade. And 
I I think they're going to be better. Uh, not not just because Will Levis is now playing for the Tennessee Titans, but mm-hmm. and Levis was not good last year. Don't don't get me wrong, but he he didn't get a ton of help. That that offensive line took a step back. That and that was kind of on top of Stoops' defense. That was their calling card. Good offensive line play and run the football yep. and. That that offensive line was was banged up, lost some players to the NFL, and it, it did not play well. And it affected the running game, and it also affected Will Levis. So they, they've got Big Nick time. Leary coming in, and I, I think he, he might be one of the better quarterbacks in the SEC. Uh, and, and he has a very, very talented young receiving room up yeah. there in, in, in Lexington. And, and I would assume that, that the offensive line gets back to, to what it was and – you know, it's funny because he, he came from Vanderbilt. But that, that Davis kid that, that runs the ball, the, the running back from Vandy that transferred to Kentucky, he, he's a nice little little back. And I, I think he fits exactly what Kentucky wants to do. So, I, again, I think Tennessee will, will probably win that game. I, I certainly think Tennessee's better and, and has more talent. But I, I do think that's going to be a difficult game going up there to Lexington and playing what will probably be a, a solid Kentucky team. But – there, there's so many question marks with, with all of these teams. And, and although I just spoke highly of Carolina and Kentucky, like there's still a bunch of question marks. Will Leary translate to the SEC? Will Carolina truly take a step forward with how they've been recruiting? And and Lord knows all the questions surrounding Tennessee. So th- there isn't really a, a team on the schedule. I mean, Virginia and, and Vanderbilt, you, you can chalk those up as, as automatic W's. Um, I, I almost think the the UTSA game at the end of September uh, between I, I guess it's between Florida and South Carolina. Like I almost think that's more of an intriguing game than than playing Vanderbilt at, at home because UTSA was really good last year and, and they've got their quarterback coming back and, and not trying to put Tennessee on upset alert, but more so speaking to to where Vanderbilt uh, is at. And then Virginia, I mean, they've got to come to to Nashville and, and play in Nissan Stadium. That, that'll that be a weird event for them. Uh, and it, it'll also be their first event since they had that shooting with the football players. I, I don't know if that, that'll serve. I would think that that serves as a, a motivational factor for them in that game, but it's still a game that Tennessee should win. I mean, Tennessee has far superior talent to, to Virginia. Um, but there's just so many question marks, and it's hard to, it's hard to predict a, a Tennessee record not only because of the question marks surrounding Tennessee, but everybody on its schedule when when you don't know the answers to them. And, and that's part of the offseason. But, again, I, I I really don't remember. Maybe you remember one offseason, Swain, but, or maybe I'm just imagining things. But it feels like this offseason has so many more question marks in the SEC than a typical offseason does. Yeah, I mean, when you lose a lot of quarterbacks in the league and you lose you know, good players in the league, I mean, it, 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 it's part of it. And uh, Vol fan, we'll look at that because I've noticed kind of the same thing on my on my phone. And so, and te- technology, man, because we got lots of people here on the text box, so it's not a universal issue. It's an issue with certain certain phones, uh, but technology. I was watching Eastern Conference Finals yesterday, and YouTube TV just wanted to show me uh, Little Mermaid commercials over and over and over. I thought I was tripping. I thought I was too, man. I thought I was. I thought it was me, but I thought it was the Wi-Fi. I checked it. Me too. On, me too. On my computer. Me too, man. Technology. I would have been if it was a close game, closer game. It, it was somewhat of a close game, but you pretty close much game. knew the Heat were going to pull that one out. I I would have been irate. Like if it was under a minute in like a one possession game, I would have been angry. I was angry. especially if one of my teams was playing. And, and look, YouTube TV, you're on notice here. Because for the first time in my life, I'm going to buy Sunday ticket so I can watch all the Steelers games uh, legally and not illegally stream them on my computers and, and hope that my computer doesn't get a virus. Uh, and if, if you didn't know, YouTube TV and, and the Sunday ticket packages is not going to be cheap. No, so cheap. YouTube TV, you best not be playing this fall when it comes to broadcasting these NFL games because I will be irate. I need to see Kenny Pickett lead the Steelers to a Super Bowl, baby. I I need to see George Pickens 
go off. I need I need to see Najee gonna do that. hurtling over the Bears and and on on their way to a Super Bowl. I, I need these things in my life. So YouTube TV, you better not be playing around, or else I'm coming for you. Yep. Yep. But yes, technology is. It, it, it is very frustrating, and especially now our society is so used to technology. We spoiled, man. We spoiled. We are. So we're used to to going about our everyday life in a particular way, and, and when technology is not working and it throws it off, boy, does it throw it off and, and make us uh, feel out of whack. Somebody who will not make you feel out of whack, especially if you're looking to, to purchase a home here in Knoxville, is Jennifer Morris. She is the absolute GOAT in the Knoxville market when it comes to buying and selling homes. She made the process super easy for me and my wife when we were looking for our first home. And uh, I promise you, you will not find anybody who is a better two-way player than Jennifer Moore. She's going to give you the best customer service and she's going to do her job to the absolute best of her ability. She's the absolute best. So if if you're looking to move to Knoxville, which I know Swain says we don't need any more people, but Knoxville is God's country. It's the most beautiful place in the world. If if you want to move to Knoxville, which you should be wanting to do, call Jennifer Morris. And if you're already in Knoxville looking to upgrade your home or move into a home with, with more room because you got more kids on the way, hit up Jennifer Morris. You love won't it. regret it. I promise. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Text box, which again, I got messages about, about the app. I don't guess the people on the text box on the app. Which means it's working for some people and not not for others. Uh, but it works for Bulldog Brian today, who says congratulations on your debut on Fine Bomb. Now it's actually my fourth fourth time, fourth or fifth time. Uh, and I'm not trying to do all that, Ben. I'm just trying to trying to correct Bulldog Brian. I've been on Fine Bomb twice in person and a couple times on the phone. So, uh, but it was always good to to be on with, with Paul. Uh, he has. The biggest audience when it comes to SEC football. And uh, Brian also says Georgia has no issue at quarterback. Two starting quarterbacks on the roster right now with no drop-off in production. Carson Beck, best arm since Stafford. Dude can sling it. He's a lot better athlete than folks give him credit for. What has he done in a game yet? I mean, I was getting ready to say that. I was getting ready to say that. I know they're high-level recruits, him and Brock Vandegrift, but... They've got to go prove it in a game. Yeah. I, and I, I look, I'm sure they will. They're very talented quarterbacks, but like uh, until they do it in a game consistently, they're a question mark. Yeah, two two starting quarterbacks with no on the roster with no drop off in production. I don't think is an accurate statement because you lost Stetson Bennett, who won two national championships as your quarterback, who was very productive, and no one on the roster has done what Stetson Bennett has done, which means there is going to be a drop off in production at the quarterback position at least at the beginning. So we'll see what happens with these quarterbacks. Are they able to get to the level that Stetson Bennett played at? We'll see, but they're certainly talented. And uh, I'm not expecting Georgia to, to, to fall off too much there either. Uh, undefeated? I don't know. We'll see. But the roster certainly is favorable for them. And their trip to Knoxville is probably going to be the toughest game of the year. And Georgia will be the favorites. And Georgia should be the favorites. So, um, but... They still got to go prove it, though, Bulldog. They still got to go prove it. Uh, Nelson Jackson says, good morning, fellas. We want Cam Franklin. That's the five-star defensive lineman. Absolutely. We want Cam Franklin. So Nelson, don't tweet the recruits today, please. Don't don't be weird today. Don't be weird, Nelson. <laughs> All right. The weather is changing, folks. We know it's getting hotter and hotter and hotter outside. Uh, you don't want to wait until your air conditioning uh, goes out and you need a replacement. Don't wait until it breaks down. This month, free UV light, free electronic air cleaner when you buy a select new HVAC systems from Hiller. Or you get a whole home water filtration for just $59 a month. For $139 a month, you get a new whole home generator. So make sure you call Hiller. Do not wait until your HVAC system breaks down completely. So if you know if you need a new one, this is the time to call Hiller and get it done. Hiller's work is backed by the happy you'll be or service is free guarantee. Hiller is also offering real online booking, real-time online booking. Uh, you simply select the appointment time that works for you. You get instant confirmations, really easy, really simple, and convenient. That is Hiller, happyhiller.com. 
www.thebrotherhoodpodcast.com. Man, um, Lady Softball Team, shout out to them. Baseball Team, huge test on the road versus South Carolina. Football, hey man, it's big time. First session of summer school is coming up. It's go time. Basketball. They put in work. Can't wait to see Dalton Snake do his thing. Saw Julian Phillips show his athleticism there at the NBA Combine. It's a lot going on with Tennessee athletics. For Ben McKee, Go Balls 247, I'm Jason Swain. We hope y'all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Swain Event is fueled by Daddy and Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Get on by there. Get those burn-ins. Get that Bernie Mac. Get the... Ooh, man, the pimento mac and cheese. The wing. The ribs. Dead End Barbecue. Right there on Southern Avenue. We hope you have a great, great day. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. We are out. Peace and love.